This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3096 for Monday, the 15th of June 2020. Today's show is entitled Unscripted Ramblings on a Walk, PC Building, and is part of the series Hardware Upgrades. It is hosted by Christopher Monsieur Hobbs and is about two minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is I take a walk and discuss my experience building a new PC after having not done so for many years. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Public Radio. This is C.M. Hobbs, or Hobbs C., one of those. Um, I don't remember which name I'm using. I went back and I looked, and I have been posting on Hacker Public Radio nearly once a year since 2013. I skipped it. It looked like uh, 2015 and 2018, and you got several from me in 2017 and 2019. But Bottom line, just trying to establish that I post podcasts relatively infrequently, and I still owe Ken an episode on DNS. Uh, but due to a recent server crash, I'm not real happy talking about DNS right now. So I had an idea for maybe a series. I walk regularly, and I walk about a mile. And during that time, I... What is a mile in non-freedom units? I don't remember. Is that two kilometers or not quite two kilometers? Anyway, got distracted. I walk a lot and I figure it's a good time for me to have more unscripted ramblings. Uh, If this is boring or not a good idea or gets too weird or whatever, there's a comment box for that. But the last time I did unscripted ramblings, They seem to go over pretty well. So we'll do it again. So I'll do my little walk and then maybe in a couple of days I'll bring another recorder with me on another walk and uh, see if we can keep it up and get some episodes in. Uh, Tonight, if I have enough time here, I would like to talk a little bit about my experience uh, building a computer for the first time and probably not really sure. Uh, doing a build from the ground up, I, I don't know, it may, it's been at least 10 years since I built one for myself. Uh, maybe, maybe even longer. <clears throat> um, maybe even, gosh, 13, 14 years if I had to guess. I've spent a lot of time taking older computers and putting them together, repairing things, uh, and trying to salvage them, 
fact, I built a little personal network on some of that. Oh, there's people coming. Pause for a minute. Let them get out of earshot so they don't think I'm crazy. But spent some time piecing together older computers, uh, trying to revive them. And that worked out really well. You know, the usual swap parts here and there. I've got a boneyard. Uh, some of it's from some side hustle I do repairing machines for people. I often package them up and take them to the local computer recycling facility. And um, they usually let me pick over parts before I turn it in. So I've had lots of functional machines. But I've come to a point in my professional life where I need more uh, horsepower, a lot more horsepower. I need to build a lab too uh, to do some training. And I don't have a lot of space at the moment for computer bits, so I figured I'd build a big fancy rig. And that's what I did. And I was actually shocked at sort of the way a lot of things have changed. A lot of my computers, uh, my newest computers besides laptops that have been issued, issued to me by my full-time employers uh, over the last few years. I think the newest machine I had was probably from 2011. Uh, maybe 2013. I had a 2013 iMac and that finally died and that was the catalyst for all of this. The 2013 iMac running Linux on it, MX Linux, uh, which I've been using and enjoying quite a lot lately. Uh, maybe that's a good jumping off point for a, another episode, my usage of antics and MX. When the 2013 iMac died, it's one that I had purchased from a friend and upgraded had to unglue the screen and everything, maxed out the RAM, put a terabyte SSD in it, and that was the hottest machine I'd had in the house. Um, the only other more modern machine was probably my son's gaming PC, but I don't actively use that, and I didn't assemble it. It was a gift given to him by somebody else, and it was pre-assembled. So I'm coming from knowledge of PC building from... I really hate to say it, but I think maybe as late as 2006, something like that, 2004, maybe even 2003. And things have changed quite a lot. Oh, it looks like we've got a lawnmower up ahead, so it might get loud. Um, things have changed quite a lot, so I figured I would enumerate some of the most striking differences that I've noticed. First off, I think the most amazing thing to me, I have our friend here. We have two friends on the walk that feel the need to vocalize uh, their feelings. Large, ominous dogs. Overweight. <laughs> fluffy, but bark a lot. Anyway, the first thing I noticed that was very striking to me is the case. Uh, I ordered a Fractal Designs case. I can't remember um, what model it is, but I made sure to get one that did not have a clear side. My son's has acrylic, maybe it's not acrylic, maybe it's tempered glass. I was very scared I would break that. So I got one with uh, metal sides and I'm amazed at the modularity of it. It's, it's really quite striking. Uh, everything is, is easy to get to. Uh, I found mounting things, even with my sort of larger hands was not really all that difficult. Uh, it's been very difficult in past years to mount things. And in this case, everything was easy to access, 
Hopefully this mower is not too loud. Uh, many of the parts were modular and interchangeable. I could move them around as I saw fit. Um, the, there were several storage mounting options. The, uh, there was a plate to mount three or four SSDs, and it came off, and it made for easy mounting uh, and then easy reassembly. Uh, mount points for the motherboard were plentiful, plentiful rather. This was a pretty, I think they, it's pretty big to me. They called it a mid-size case, but it looked like, looked, looked very spacious. I could fit a lot of things in there. The cooler, too, I didn't go with liquid cooling, but the cooler for the processor is very large, and it fit just fine. Much larger than any cooler I had ever seen before. Another very useful and striking thing is that the power supply was on the bottom, and I found that bottom of the case I found that to be really nice. Cable management was excellent. A lot of problems have been solved in the last 10 or 15 years. Modular power supply surprised me as well. Um, fewer cables. Uh, only had the cables for what I need and I'm sure for a lot of people listening a lot of this is just uh, par for the course but I was really amazed at the leaps in technology. The cooling options on the case were another amazing thing to me because it has dust covers and it has vents on the top and the bottom. I can take the top off and vent it. I can take the bottom off and vent it. I can place fans really wherever I like um, to customize the air airflow for myself however I want it to be done or I suppose redirect liquid cooling or, or that sort of thing. Very very neat. Another thing that surprised me, uh, not from the case, but moving on to the motherboard, is all of the, I believe they're, I'm going to show my ignorance of hardware, so if you're screaming at me, I'm sorry. I think they're M.2 slots. Uh, storage has gotten much smaller, and that amazed me as well. I feel like I've popped out of a time machine, and I'm in the future. Uh, I did not put an M.2 drive in it, M.2, not sure how you say that, but it has... The motherboard I purchased has three spots for it, and um, I can use my traditional big chunky spinny disks, or I can use SSDs, I can use those M2s, lots of options. Um, the processor was also much larger than I recall processors being. Uh, I ended up going with an AMD Ryzen, I don't remember the model number, but it's the 12 core, 24 thread option. And that was just mind-boggling, something uh, to the order of three some odd gigahertz per core. Just wild. Um, and I put 32 gigs of RAM in it. The board tops out at 128 gigs of RAM, which completely blows my mind. One day I hope to fill it up with that. I don't know what I'll do with all of that. The 32 gigs is enough for me to build my home lab out of virtual machines to do my training. But I don't know. 128 sounds pretty sweet. And with the board I have, I can also replace the processor with their 24-core model that allows for 48 threads. I, that's more machine than I ever thought could exist. And I, I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just saying, because anybody can go out and buy these things, but I'm saying it because I'm completely floored that home computing has moved to this space. You know, I'm not as old as some of the listeners are, um, 
but I do remember the first computer I had messed with uh, was a Tandy 1000HX. And my gosh, this is leaps and bounds. <laughs> We've come a long way. And especially mind-boggling to me because my most recent machine uh, that had any power is uh, ThinkPad uh, X1 Carbon 6th Gen that the that my employer has given to me to use, um, and it's a pretty speedy machine. But this is this is very impressive. So another thing I've noticed uh, along the lines of the case is there's no, and I I bought the case for this partially for this purpose for some novelty, but there's no um, bay slots on the front. You know, now I'm going to put a CD or DVD drive in it. Not going to have bits hanging out of the front of it. Uh, it's just an obelisk. It's a rectangle. It's got some ports, but it's a rectangle with a big blue light on it. And that's another thing. All of the RGB LEDs. My goodness, everything is rainbow colored. I tried to find parts without, but even my motherboard has an RGB LED uh, maybe array on it. it. It has this circle of lights. Um, it's something else. I put a very modest video card in it, and I was surprised at how large video cards have gotten, even this modest one. It's a very inexpensive, I think I paid all of maybe $60 for the video card. I do intend in the future to place several higher-end video cards in it to do some uh, work with GPUs, like password cracking and that sort of thing. Um, but the processor alone at the moment is enough that I can run a lot of the resource intensive uh, builds that I need to do, a lot of my programming work. I can have several virtual machines. It's, it's really impressive. Um, the cable management is something else that was, was pretty amazing to me. So a lot of Velcro in the case. Zip ties, luckily there were not many of those. Zip ties are a nightmare to work with. The options on the motherboard for storage beyond the uh, 3M2 slots that appeared to be on there was pretty cool too. It has on board, uh, I believe, eight SATA um, ports. And that was pretty mind-boggling to me as well. I had I'd never considered putting that much storage or, or needing that many... Um, drives in a single machine. Uh, I really went for broke with expandability options, but now I'm sort of unsure of where to go with it. At the very least, I know I can upgrade it. I don't really play any games. I run a lot of virtual machines. I analyze a lot of network traffic. Um, I open fairly large packet capture files. Uh, spend a lot of time building um, sort of large software projects. So there's room to do all of that. Another thing that's kind of impressed me that I can't make use of, um, and did not with this computer, but uh, for example, my work machine, it has a uh, high DPI display. Um, I think it's 4K. Again, I, displays and graphics are not my area of understanding, so I'm a, a networks, network and security guy. So. Um, I do know that these high DPI displays are really kind of frustrating to me because my eyes are awful, <laughs> where, where bifocals and all that. So 
um, I find that I have to uh, use larger resolutions and or I guess smaller resolutions uh, and screens that most people would find uh, awful across the street and get away from yet another lawnmower. And so um, that's something I've bumped into being a problem is even with this computer, I've got it plugged into a fairly large monitor and it's not a high DPI display. However, the display is so large that I have to zoom in my text and I have to set an appropriate screen resolution so that I can read everything. I'm not blind. I uh, just don't see so well. So I have to make adjustments for that. And that I've found adjustments for screen size and, and Linux has been really awful. Uh, scaling is just tough. Um, at a previous job, I had to use a Mac with a 4K screen and the UI scaling was really um, really easy. The whole UI scaled at once and, and on uh, these Linux rigs the scaling is just crazy. It's almost like it's a per application basis and I think that's part of the problem of display manager, not display managers, display servers like X or Wayland or whatever. Um, and the only uh, desktop environment I found, I prefer to use XFCE usually. I've, I've used all these bespoke uh, tiling window managers, but uh, I eventually settled on XFCE, just getting things done. And window manager wars can come another day. Use what you like, folks. But the only window manager or desktop environment that I've found that handles scaling well enough is actually KDE Plasma. Uh, I've noticed in GNOME I can only double the scaling size, but in Plasma I can do a 1.5 scale and that works well enough for me. So I've drifted off a little bit away from my new rig. I, I suppose if I had to sum it all up, the, the things that amaze me as far as PC building is concerned now that I've missed out on in the last uh, 10, maybe 15 years. Modularity, that's a big one. Highly modular the organization of the cases is amazing how quiet the cases are is astounding to me i've got this big monolith and even when the cpu is really cooking when i take the governor off of performance mode and i open it up so i can do some heavy computation it's whisper quiet and i don't know how they pulled that off i guess good bearings in the fans also no spinning discs right no no spinning hard drives. Um, so yeah, uh, modularity, uh, ease of use, the quietness, all of the vast options in the BIOS are amazing too. I have so much control over storage. Um, there's another person walking here, so I'll sidetrack a little bit. A little nervous around people, a little social anxiety. Good evening. Um, back to the story. So yes, the the uh, options in the BIOS have seemingly great control over everything, uh, from storage controllers to processor features, virtualization features. Uh, hell, there's even overclocking options baked in, uh, as well as 
corresponding to hardware switches on the board. Overclocking seems deceptively simple. I'm afraid of cooking something. I don't know that I want to mess with it. I've spent far too much money on this, so I don't want to burn it up. But uh, overclocking seems like something I could do if I really needed to. I understand why people build gaming rigs now, too. This whole podcast, I feel, makes me sound like I'm a little ignorant, and maybe I have been, but I think it's it was totally worth building a machine. I don't know how much money I saved, uh, but I certainly got everything I wanted, and it didn't come with all of the garbage that, you know, pre-built computers would come with, and I, I feel like I'd be able to upgraded a little better. So maybe the tide's turning for me from rescuing old computers and recycling them, though I do think there's merit to that. But I may just stick with building them in the future. Um, You know, still pack up all of these things for my clients and, and take them to recycling facility for them, but I may not pick over the parts so often. Maybe for a home server, you know, or a little network device, I might do that. But I've really enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know how much I enjoyed putting it, the actual act of putting it together. It was was kind of frustrating and migrating all of my data and all of this and that. The, The more... the more I go with computing as my career, the the bigger pain in the backside it is to deal with general systems management myself. But I do enjoy the tinkering, and I was amazed at how easy it was to piece everything together. I do remember having issues with previous builds. Also, compatibility was pretty straightforward. I used PC Part Picker, which I'm sure everybody uses, and sadly, loud truck, sorry, sadly I did not really need to know much about whether or not the parts would go together. PC Part Picker took care of that for me. I feel like I should have paid closer attention to that, but that's another extension of it that I've noticed over the last 15 years. Figuring out what works together is way easier than it used to be. This is all a good thing, and again, I probably sound ignorant, but it's been a neat experience stepping out of my time machine and standing in front of the bench full of computer parts and tossing it all together and remembering how it used to be. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that I haven't built one sooner, uh, but I was on the kick of salvaging machines. So I've walked my mile, almost. I'm just a few steps from my home. So I'll cut this one off here, try to summon the courage to uh, go inside and submit it as an episode and uh, let me know what you think. If you'd like to hear another one of these, I can find a technical topic to discuss while I walk. It seems like an easy way to produce a podcast. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, thanks Ken and friends for keeping HPR alive. I really enjoy listening and uh, if you're thinking about contributing an episode, definitely throw one out there. You can see the quality of this episode. I just walked around the block and recorded it. So give it a shot. Have a great weekend or whatever your 
listening time is, folks. We'll catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.